Hey guys, before we begin our next episode, a quick word from our sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. I know that's got you already free. And there's creation tools within it that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer. You don't got a computer? Hey, you could do it right from your phone. That's right. Create a podcast with just your phone. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more anywhere. They do it all for you. Plus, not enough. You can make money off of creating your own free podcast with no minimum listenership. So what else do you want? Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What is up? Good night, people. Welcome to Before the Scrap, where we preview upcoming UFC cards, talk about the scrap, each main card fight, and give our predictions at the end. No responsibility taken for any bets uh, or wagers. Uh, Today, we're going to be previewing uh, the first of the upcoming four UFC Fight Island cards. I honestly think this opening card uh, tomorrow is the biggest one yeah i don't think you get any more stack than having three title fights and the jorge masvidal edition just makes it huge i wasn't really too excited about uh gilbert burns versus uzman i think it would have been a really boring fight i picture it as just uzman on top of burns and burns trying to submit him off his back uh burns getting the best of him in the stand-up but i don't think burns could stay on his feet too long against Usman. Uh, I don't really think anyone can really. And I thought it was such a waste of a main event slot to have that kind of a fight. And now uh, with Masvidal in there training his whole life with uh, Joel Romero. And I heard he flew in some top tier wrestlers. So his takedown defense is going to be on point. And there's no discussion in the hands game. Masvidal uh, is going to lay him flat, ass up, ass down if Usman tries to stay on the feet with him. And while the bad blood is there, that it just that alone makes it better. I mean, Usman and Burns were buddies that were going to scrap it out, and these two guys hate each other. So let's get to it. Let's talk about every fight on the main card, and let's see what's up. All right, so let's uh, let's dive into it. Uh, first fight of the main card, we have Amanda uh, Rivas or Rivas. I have trouble with uh, Brazilians not pronouncing their R's or other letters, as I speak Spanish and they're really Spanish-looking names. But it turns out it's nothing uh, like that. So uh, versus uh, Paige Van Zant. Uh, Paige, we haven't seen her in much activity. Unlike her IG, her IG is smoking hot. So let's just get that in there. Check it out. Uh, so Amanda Rivas, uh, 26 years old, uh, five foot four, uh, 65 inch reach, 
9-1 record currently right now. I'm not sure how many of those were in the UFC, to be honest. But she's on a four-fight win streak and just one loss. So uh, she's a rising prospect. And I believe she's a black belt in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, BJJ, and Judo. And you know that combination is lethal. Uh having those judo throws and that clinch game getting on the ground and finish it up with bjj and bjj is such maybe the most important defense in mma so she's got a, a really neat skill set on the other hand we have Paige. uh page van Sant is 26 years old as well five foot four 66 inch uh reach just one inch more then Riva, she's got the reach advantage, and she's eight and four, and she's coming off one win. I personally don't think she looked too good in it. She sort of got manhandled because of the size difference, but managed to get a sub, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But hey, it counts. We don't say anything about Silva applying that one on Chael. But uh, let's see her skill set. I'm pretty sure she's a purple belt in BJJ as well. So there's belts to belts in BJJ schools and practitioners. But in theory, uh, Amanda has the upper hand on it too. And I just don't think Paige is so into it anymore. Uh, We saw some interviews and we heard her say that uh, she was unhappy with the pay and that she would get paid off just uh, IG posts way more than she has in the last I don't know what number of years fighting in the UFC so I don't know I think she dearly loves the sport and likes it but she's being smart and getting more cash more money without having to go through the cage I mean the cage is awful punch in the face injuries scraps uh, whatever and she's making more and just by taking photos and being her little hottie self so um amanda rivas uh i think she's a lot stronger than her and she's gonna get a lot of good work done in the clinch in the clinch and she's probably gonna throw around for the first round first two rounds uh, but Paige is really good on the ground. And like I said, there's belts to belts in BJJ. Theoretically, Amanda's a black belt and should be better than uh, Paige Van Zandt being a purple belt. But uh, Paige has got really neat submissions. But I do think uh, Amanda Rivas is going to overpower her and going to get it done in the third round. And I see Paige is actually the underdog. And I agree with this one. I think Amanda Rivas gets it done. Alright, up next we got Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade or Andraj. As I was saying, I have trouble with Portuguese. So I'm pretty excited about this one because I really want to see how Rose uh, does after that layoff. I thought she was dominating that first fight and she really did it to herself, Kurt Cobain. Uh, it, she just didn't let go of the arm. I did hear that a lot of people were 
saying that Jessica Andrade actually tapped to that armbar, I believe it was, while she picked her up right before slamming her. And I did see a video on this IG page, and I, I think she did. I'm, don't at me, but I, I really think she did. I checked it out. Uh, so uh, we got Rose Namajunas. Uh, she's 28, 5'5". Five five. Uh, she's 8 and 4. Uh, 65-inch reach. And her last loss was precisely to Jessica Andrade at UFC 237, I believe. And uh, Rose's skill set, I think she's a black belt in Taekwondo and Karate. That explains her marvelous stand-up. And uh, she's a brown belt in BJJ, I believe. Now, uh, Jessica Andrade is 28 as well. Uh, she's five foot and half an inch. So that gives Rose a four and a half inch reach advantage. Uh, she's 20 and seven, uh, 62 inch reach. So Rose has got a height and reach advantage. That explains why she was able to uh, maintain that distance so good with her jab and her kicks until uh, Jessica just rushed her and and Rose managed to get some good ground defense, get that uh, bar in, but we all know what happened. And let's see, Jessica uh, is coming off a loss to uh, John Wei Lee. Pretty easy, I believe it was 40 something uh, seconds. There was just. That's uh, one of the rare times where Jessica was matched in strength. John Whaley is insanely strong. And we could easily see the difference in the stand-up being John Whaley. You saw the clinic that she and... Uh, oh, what's her name? I forget her name because she's really annoying to me. She's just so bragging and arrogant. Uh, let's not mention her name. And let's say... That broke a four-fight win streak. Actually, she she was on a roll. And I think she's... Oh, look, believe it or not, she's a black belt in BJJ. Like I mentioned, there's black belts of black belts, but I at least haven't seen any uh, remarkable BJJ game. Maybe we just haven't seen her in a situation where she has to use it because she's so strong and rushes opponents and slams them, pounds them, or lands that one clean strike she needs i see they have andrage as the underdog i believe fairly so since she was dominated the whole fight by rose and it was an unfortunate finish against rose and i agree with this one as well i want to see how rose does after the layoff uh heard she just didn't want to fight i think that's what uncle dana was saying and I believe she had some issues with mental health, something like that, uh, that she's been dragging back since uh, the Conor McGregor bus accident. And but she's she's Thug Rose. I mean, she could probably shake that off like nothing. I've seen training videos and training uh, and, and training and uh, interviews, and her coach says she's as sharp as ever. But uh, then again, you're always going to hear the same thing if you ask a coach about their fighter. It's the best camp ever, best weight cut ever, blah, blah. But, man, I think 
I think I'm gonna go with Rose, but it's hard. I mean, Jessica has to just get in the pocket, rush in, land one good shot, or uh, manhandle her on the ground and, and get it done. But I'm hoping, and I think Rose is gonna get it done by decision. All right, next we got Peter Jan or Peter, Peter uh, Jan versus Jose or Jose Aldo. Uh, Jan, we got uh, 27 years old, five foot seven and a half height. He's 14 and one, a 67 inch reach, and he's on a nine win streak, finishing off Raya Favor, the California middle aged man. <laughs> And he, I see he's a blue belt in BJJ, relatively low for a pro fighter. Uh, Jose Aldo, 33 years old, uh, 5 foot 7, 28 and 6. And he has a 70 inch reach advantage. He's got a 3 inch reach advantage over Jan, but he's coming off two losses. I'd say one. I think he easily beat Marlon Moraes. Easily. But. I don't know, judging is just whack in MMA lately. Uh, he's a black belt in BJJ and blue belt in Luta Libre. I believe it's sort of Greco-Romanian uh, wrestling. Probably. Uh, I honestly think Jose Aldo has seen better days and I don't see that getting any better uh, with uh, dropping down to 35. I think it's too much of a toll on his body it's it's just too too much for him he doesn't really look good on the scale um he obviously rehydrates he said it's easier an easier cut than 45 it it's not stop it's not um there's just more weight to cut i mean uh, 45 was rejected before now it's a milestone so you can get down to 35 i mean more work implies more effort more effort implies it uh, being even more difficult uh and peter yawn is a beast um, and i really don't have much to say on this one i think jose Aldo has seen better days and i just don't see him being peter yawn anywhere uh, not even on the striking we've seen all those amazing kicks disappear as time went on and I just don't see any way Jose Aldo could actually win this I think Peter Jan is going to actually dominate him not much to say and I guess that's it Now we got uh, the co-main, Alexander the Great, Volkanovsky. Isn't that like too predictable? If your name is Alexander, they're gonna give you the Great as your nickname. Uh, get creative, people. Uh, Max Blessed Holloway, aka Hiker Holloway, aka Gadget Holloway. <laughs> uh, rematch. I, after seeing the fight a couple times again, I really lean into it not being such a 
I'm not gonna say not competitive. It just wasn't as even. After watching it a few times, I can clearly see Alexander as the winner. As to which I saw it live, I was like, it could be anyone's fight. And I now I see Volkanovski winning four out of those five rounds, really three or four out of those rounds. So let's see, Volkanovski. He is 31. 31 years old he's five foot six uh, 21 and one uh 71 and a half reach and he last lost in 2013 against Corey nelson and he's a brown belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu uh we got blessed holloway uh coming in at 28 years old five foot 11 so that's a five inch height advantage uh wasn't really much of an advantage during the fight uh, because he, I don't know the weird thing is Volkanovski is shorter but he's got a reach advantage on him and since he's shorter he could stand uh, just get in that pocket and rip at his body and so that was that was kind of weird right Volkanovski, Volkanovski being so short and having a reach advantage on him uh, uh, Blessed Holloway has a 21 and 5 record and 69 inch reach and he's a purple belt in bjj and his wrestling defense has really gotten really good uh dustin has really decent wrestling and wasn't able to imply that as much even though he's a striker they're, they're both strikers uh, amazing pace by both i really thought that would be the best weapon against alexander volkanovsky in their first fight that pace but volkanovsky uh, just destroyed his lead leg and man he was trying to switch stance but he just wasn't good in his switch stance as much as he is on his um you know right-handed stance and have you seen that dude's legs i heard that guy was like 230 pounds 230 pounds he used to play rugby in new zealand and Man, that guy was was huge. He was on that. I think he's from Australia. I'm sorry. He was on that Australian grub. He was thick. The T H I C C thick. Man, and I don't see what Max can do different. I think he has to close the distance more and be the one pressuring, like he did, but did not succeed in the first fight, and. I think Volkanovski saw a lot more holes in his game than Max Holloway did in Volkanovski's game. I think Alexander is going to be even more aggressive this time. I don't think he respected Max's power much. Uh, he at moments sort of took one to give one uh, regarding punches and then strikes. but. I don't know. I think it goes fairly similarly to the first fight. And I think uh, the Bless Express is making a small pit stop and giving the Volkanovski the Great some time to get a bit of a lead on that railroad. But, man, 
yeah, I'm gonna go with Volkanovski, and it's gonna go the same way, according to me. Uh, a win by decision. They're gonna go the distance. I hope it's more entertaining. I hope someone gets dropped a few times, give us some drama. We've gotten so used uh, uh, to that drama after that Poirier fight. Man, that was amazing. I hope it's something similar. Uh, I think Alexander is very durable, and Max, we don't even need to say it. That guy's a beast, so... Uh, I heard he tried to get a uh, mini blessed uh, rush in his corner. Uh, I heard they asked him, what do you think about Mike Perry? And oh, a bad week for Mike Perry, right? Uh, he was at the top of the world, uh, proving everyone wrong and letting him know he needs no coaches in his corner. Just his girl looking pretty. And he beat the brakes off Mickey Gall. Broke his jaw. <laughs> I like how Mike Perry starts improvising and rapping but he beat uh, this old dude at a restaurant supposedly they were making fun of him because of how he talked and his appearance or something like that and I don't know I mean you're a fighter you gotta control yourself but at the same time uh, why are you poking at a lion knowing that lion's gonna get up and smash your face ah so uh, that's uh another story for another podcast uh i think this one goes like i said fairly similar uh i think both are gonna try to do more uh more aggressiveness and they're just gonna meet at the center of the ring and bang i think uh volkanovsky takes it by decision All right, drum roll. Excuse my sucky drum roll. It's this is the one we've all been waiting for. Kamaru, the Nigerian nightmare. Not talking about Mike Perry. Usman, Marty uh, versus uh, Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. Uh, we got Kamaru Usman, uh, 33 years old, uh, six foot oh. Uh, he's 16 and one with a 76 inch reach, and he's on a 15 win streak. Hasn't lost since 2013. This man is a NCAA Division II wrestler and is a black belt in BJJ. That sort of surprised me because uh, he. Well, he's not really seen on his back, honestly. Who's going to take down Usman? Man, who is, really? It's You're never going to see Usman on his back. If you see him on his back, uh, make a wish. And we got Jorge Gamebred Masvidal, uh, 35 years old. So happy he's finally getting this recognition and this shot. And my man's getting paid. Uh, he's uh, 5'11", just one inch away. And he's 35 and 13. Uh, I know they're calling him a journeyman, but that's, uh, he's winning, let's say, winning two and losing one, winning two, losing one. That's sort of the calculation, which is not really bad. And man's talented, really. He's just been on the wrong end and some bad decisions. And he's transformed and baptizing people, like I said. And he's got 79 inch, so he's got a three inch reach advantage or no he's 74 so Usman actually has the reach advantage two inches 
And well, Jorge's at ATT, resting all his life with Joel Romero, flew in some, I don't know who they are, honestly, but some top-notch wrestlers. So uh, don't let the stepped-in with six days notice fool you. This man was training. He knew something was up. This man was training ever since this fight was announced and when it was canceled he didn't stop uh he was eating pizza and stuff but we all know jorge likes to eat it's he's always been like that and man this is so much better than the gilbert burns and kamaru fight i really thought that was going to be a really boring fight i don't want this to turn into that i'm so afraid of it i'm so afraid of kamaru just trying to lay on him man uh, that's why I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go wild and just throw this crazy prediction. Usman uh, tries to go for a takedown. They uh, scrap and scramble. Masvidal wins his back and ground and pounds him for the TKO. That you heard it here first. And man, these guys really got some bad blood between each other. And. I don't know. I don't despise or dislike Kamaru Usman. He's just got such a neutral personality. He's not flamboyant and, and he's not quiet either. So he's on like between the fence and that really doesn't make him stand out. Uh, you can't really relate to the guy. He seems so nice and he's such a badass. He's a legit badass. He's not afraid of anyone. And... Jorge uh, with that street cred uh, fighting in the backyards uh, that Cuban natural talent uh, I don't know he just relates and he's just more likable he's like a fighter's fighter and it, what Usman says is true there's a lot of casuals behind Jorge and that's because the casuals want to see violence and that's what Gamebred brings to the game exactly he's bringing violence to that cage and that's what everybody wants to see if you're a casual you're not going to appreciate wrestling you're not going to appreciate a submission where you don't even know uh, what's going on you don't know what's the point of this and that transition you want to see violence you want to see people's head bouncing off the canvas and that's what Jorge brings uh, his boxing is I dare to say the neatest in the UFC right now and there's no question he's going to lay Kamaru flat if Kamaru decides to stand up the whole fight like he did against Colby, which I think Colby was winning almost every round until the finish. And, man, I really want to see Nate Diaz versus Masvidal, too. And our man George promised him a rematch. And I've gotten to see that fight a couple times, too. And the more I see it, it doesn't look as bad as it looked uh, live for Nate. Nate got a few punches in... Uh, he doesn't have the best defense, and Masvidal's pretty sharp with his boxing, so he did get clipped a couple of times and kicked in the face. Man. But, uh, I don't know. It, I think Nate does turn up around 4 and 5. It, I want to see it, regardless. But, man, you just don't bet against Usman. You can't. You can't. And But Masvidal is hungry bro he is hungry 
I would have loved to see the press conference between Usman and and Masvidal. I think Masvidal would have TKO'd him and, and, uh, regarding their mic skills. Uh, it was so funny to see uh, Masvidal saying that it's on site whenever they see each other. And on the first UFC embedded, you were able to see uh, Jorge just had his eyes dilated. So he had these funny glasses on and he asked he was walking into the elevator the door next to the elevator opened and it was kamaru and his team so they were like two feet away from each other that would have been crazy right but i think i honestly think uzman saw him and he recognized that street jesus hair (laughs) you know and because you could see he sort of glances at him and then i think herb dean passes by him and he's like hey what's up herb and blah blah you're not mistaking that hair. No one in Abu Dhabi is rocking that street Jesus hair. So, uh, I don't know. I'm rooting for Masvidal because I really want him to finally get his hands on some gold. Besides that BMF title. Uh, he deserves it. His journey is incredible. But Usman is a beast and you can't bet against him. Uh... I'm guessing Jorge gets it done. If he wins, it's going to be between round one and two KO. And if it goes to a decision, I think uh, Kamaro takes a split decision. But I'm really pumped for this one. Hope you guys are too. And man, I can't wait. One more sleep. Alright guys, we're there you have it. So to summarize all this, uh, let's see what our our picks are for uh, this soon to be memorable, memorable, excuse me, first fight island card. So man, I got uh, Amanda Rivas getting the win over Van Zant. I got Let's see. Man, it's a short main card, but I forgot. Oh, we got Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade. I got Rose winning by unanimous decision. I got Pewter Yan defeating uh, Jose Aldo by decision as well. And I got Alexander Volkanovsky getting another decision win over Max Holloway. I, I hope we see more KOs. I hope I'm wrong regarding the results, uh, the outcomes of the results. And um, I got Jorge Masvidal knocking out Camaro and nearing the end of round two. So those are my picks. Uh, let me know what you think. And I'm going to make another podcast after the scrap on s- Sunday ironically called after the scrap this has been before the scrap uh any comments trust me uh the podcast is gonna get a lot better i'm gonna work on the quality i'm gonna get good equipment and hey we're gonna see that ufc4 reveal that's gonna be sweet i'm 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 a cop that real fast uh i do play ufc3 uh xbox is my guilty pleasure 
to all those uh, PlayStation users. Uh, hit me up. Um, my gamer tag is SpatialCactus26. Yes, that's the generic gamer tag, but I love it. And so hit me up, man, and let me know what you think. Peace.